determined to know what the Lord would speak to us as a church body for the year ahead, where He highlights to us one or more specific areas where He desires to guide us into. In today's message, Pastor Ashish shares the word of the Lord for 2013, a year of divine favor. All right. How many of you are excited to get into 2013? Amen. It's always a good thing to transition, leave the old behind, move into the new. I'm very excited, just so grateful to the Lord for what He has done uh, in our lives in the past year. And uh, uh, we're thankful to the Lord on that. You know, every, every New Year's Eve service, we come prepared to share uh, the word of the Lord for the coming year. What is God speaking to us concerning uh, the year that's ahead of us? And that's what we do in our New Year's Eve service. We release the word of the Lord. Um, and I'm, I'm just getting ready to do that as soon as our ushers are done. And just want to spend a few moments uh, reviewing 2012 and then just bring to us the word of the Lord for uh, 2013. Uh, overall, just to mention this, and we will repeat this uh, in, a few, in a couple of Sundays in January as well, as we as a church look back at uh, 2012, it's been uh, truly an amazing year for us as a church. We're very grateful to the Lord for all that uh, He's done in our lives as a body. And, and I really stand amazed because um, uh, there, there's so many areas that we went beyond our expectations, uh, beyond what we even thought or planned or intended doing. There's so many areas we step far beyond that. God's just enlarged uh, what He's doing through us as a body. And, uh, and we're just very grateful to the Lord for that. Let's go. The Word of the Lord for 2012, if you will recall, we said God's word for us for the last year, the year that we're about to close out, came to us from Isaiah 60 verses 1 and 2 where we said His glory will make the difference. We said expect things to be different for you because of God's glory upon you. That even though darkness may cover the earth and deep darkness of people, that things will be different for you because the Lord will arise upon you his glory will be seen upon you. His glory will make the difference in your life and mine as individuals. I want you to turn in your Bibles, please, to Isaiah 35, just to put a few things in context for 2012 before we transition into the Word of the Lord for 2013. If you turn with me to Isaiah, the 35th chapter, and I'm, I'm still talking about 2012. In Isaiah 35, the Lord reveals this to us concerning what His glory will cause in our lives. Now, some of you might be saying, Pastor, that was a great word for 2012, but I don't know if it's really come to pass in my life yet. I'm still waiting for that, all that wonderful thing to happen in my life, for the glory of God. I can see it happen in the life of the church. The church has gone into areas where only God could have taken us. And I could see it happen in the lives of some people here and there. But pastor, for me, it still seems like I'm stuck in the wilderness. It still seems like it's all desert land around me. Uh, and, 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 I, and I just want to show you from Isaiah 35 what the glory of the Lord will definitely bring in your life. So don't give up. For some of us... 2012 may have been just a season of greater affliction, but understand in the Word of God that greater affliction always leads is the roadway to greater glory. So if you haven't yet seen greater glory, don't worry. The Word of God will come to pass. In Isaiah 35, I'm just beginning to read verse from verse 1. Here's what God says His glory will cause in Zion among His people. He says, The wilderness and the wasteland shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice, even with joy and singing. 
The glory of Lebanon will be given to it. The excellence of Carmel and Sharon. Notice verse 2. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the excellency of our God. So what's going to happen? God is speaking to his people and saying, listen. My glory will be seen upon you. My excellency, who I am and the works I do will be seen upon you. It will come to pass. And here's what it will cause. The wilderness and the wasteland will be glad. The desert will rejoice and blossom as the rose. And so what does he say in verse 3? He says, so strengthen the weak hands. Some of you at this point in the end of 2012 are saying, God, I'm just too weak. I hope 2013 doesn't show up. Listen, God says, strengthen the weak hands. I was actually looking ahead of 2013. I said, God, 2013, I know it's going to be so much more greater than 2012, but I don't think I can handle it. There's so much more ahead of us. I don't think I'm ready. And then God spoke to me. Strengthen the weak hands. Amen. Strengthen those weak hands. Don't say you cannot do it. Just ask for greater grace. Amen. So strengthen the weak hands. And make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong, do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. Amen. So strengthen those weak hands. Make strong those feeble knees. You're about to give up and saying, God. 2012 was supposed to be a year of glory. I've just gone through affliction. Listen, affliction leads to greater glory. At this point, you feel like giving up, but don't. Because the glory of the Lord will be seen upon you and His excellency will be seen in your midst. The desert will rejoice and blossom like the rose. The wastelands will begin to spring up. Amen? So strengthen the hands that are weak. Make strong the knees, the feeble knees. To those who are fearful, God says, tell them, be strong. Do not fear. Don't be afraid of 2013. Because God will come. He will recompense you. He will save you. And look what the glory of the Lord will cause to happen. The eyes of the blind, verse 5, the eyes of the blind will be opened. The ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. The lame shall leap like a deer. The tongue of the dumb will sing. For waters will burst out in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The parched ground shall become a pool and the thirsty land springs of water. In the habitation of jackals where each lay, there shall be grass with reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there in a road and it shall be called the highway of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for others. Whoever walks the road, Although a fool shall not go astray. So God says, look, I will cause all this change to come about in your life. The glory of the Lord will be seen. His excellency, who he is and what he does will be manifested in your life. Just hold on. Strengthen those weak hands. Make strong those feeble knees. Say to those who are fearful, do not be afraid because your God will come. He will recompense. He will save. And the glory of the Lord will be seen upon you. And the eyes of the blind will see. The ears of the deaf will hear. The dumb mouths of the dumb will sing. The lame will jump and walk. The wilderness will bring forth water. And the, there will be streams in the desert. Things will change. Amen. So as we get ready to go on into 2013, I want to encourage you, whatever God spoke to us concerning 2012, that His glory will be seen upon you, and you've been holding on to it. You're saying, God, I've yet not yet seen. Don't give up on that word. Because the glory of the Lord will be seen. His excellency will be seen in your midst. Amen? Just be strong.
Just be strong. Be strong. Things will change. Amen? Would you take a moment right now, just, just right where you are, just, just bow your head and pray and say, God, I received this word from Isaiah 35. I received this, Lord God. I received this. That the glory of the Lord will be seen. The excellency of my God will be seen in my life. That the desert will rejoice and blossom like the rose. It will blossom abundantly, God. That there will be joy and singing. Lord, you will do this. So this evening, as I sit here at the end of 2012, get ready for 2013. I receive grace to strengthen my weak hands. I receive grace to make firm my feeble knees. And Lord, I refuse fear. I will be strong. I will not fear. Because God, you will come with vengeance, Lord. You will recompense. You will come and save me, God. And everything in my life will change. It will change. The waters will burst forth in the wilderness and there will be streams in the desert. The parched ground will become a pool. The thirsty land will become springs of water. And God, I will continue to walk in the highway of holiness. I will keep my feet firm on this highway. There's only one highway that I travel on. It's the highway of holiness. I'm not moving off that highway either to the left or either to the right. I'm going straight. On the highway of holiness. I'm sticking with this Lord. I'm committed to keeping this journey. On the highway of holiness. Because the glory of the Lord will be seen. His excellency will be made visible in my life. We just thank you Father. We bless you. We honor you O oh God. We thank you Lord Jesus. We thank you, O oh God. We just praise you. We honor you, O oh Lord. Father, I just thank you that you will cause these things to happen in each of our lives. The desert will rejoice and blossom as the rose. And great affliction, Lord, only brings greater glory. Father, we just thank you. We bless, we honor you, we worship you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 As I just look to the Lord for what He would speak to us concerning. 2013 and what we should expect for 2013. Now, again, as I mentioned, every each year, and we've been doing this for several years, uh, when we bring the word of the Lord for a particular year, we do not, we are not saying that this is the only thing that God is going to do in our lives. God is doing a whole lot more in each of our lives. He's, he's got a whole lot more going on in our lives. And, and, and each one of us, is, he deals with each one of us at a very personal level. But yet, we seek the Lord for a, a, a specific word, a direction for us as a church. What can we expect in 2013? So that we can all focus in and begin to pursue that with faith. Because every prophetic word has to be accompanied with faith and we've got to engage in battle for its fulfillment. Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy 1.18, he said, Timothy, I encourage you, I exhort you to wage a good warfare with the prophecies that were spoken over your life. Meaning, with every prophetic word that's released, there is a battle. We've got to wage a good warfare to see it through to fulfillment in our lives. We don't give up on it. Amen? 
So while we listen to God and say, God, what are you saying? What are you speaking for our lives? We are also preparing ourselves to engage in battle to see that word come to pass over our lives. We don't give up just because things go a little different. Things happen to tend to get difficult, but we just press through. We engage in warfare with those words of prophecy, with the prophetic word. That's released over us. And so we seek God saying, God, what are you saying for us as a body? What is the word? What is the direction? What, is, what are you speaking for us as a church? Knowing that the Lord will do a whole lot more than just that particular word. So I want to release for us the word of the Lord for 2013. Would you mind standing to your feet, please? And just be ready to receive, saying, God, I'm ready to receive this word. I'm ready to engage in battle for it. I'm ready to expect it to happen in my life. I'm ready, Lord God, to see things happen in my life based on that word. Now I want to just release to us by the word of the Lord that for 2013, it will be a year of divine favor upon our lives. That we can expect unusual favor that God will do the exact opposite of what people expect to happen to you. 2013 will be a year of unusual favor upon our lives. As individuals, as a church, as a people of God, there will be unusual favor upon our lives that God will do the exact opposite of what people expect to happen to you and me. In Job chapter 22, verses 23 to 30, the Bible says, If you return to the Almighty, you will be built up. You will remove sin far from your tents. Then people, then you will lay your gold in the dust and the gold of offer among the stones of the brooks. Yes, the Almighty will be your gold and your precious silver. For then you will have your delight in the Almighty and lift up your face to God. You will make your prayer to Him and He will hear you and you will pay your vows. You will also declare a thing and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. When they cast you down and you say exaltation will come, then He will save the humble person. He will even deliver one who is not innocent. Yes, he will be delivered by the purity of your hands. As we delight ourselves in God, as we continue in this, God says that as you pray to him, he will hear you. He will answer your prayer. You will de decide a thing, you will declare a thing, and it's going to be established for you. When people cast you down, you're going to say, exaltation will come. When people try to push you down, you're going to say, I'm not going down, I'm going up. Because God will bring unusual favor upon my life. And he even says that because of you, God will even deliver the person who is not innocent. Amen. Amen. The favor you carry on your life will all spill over to those around you so that even those who are not innocent will be delivered by the innocence of your hands. Such is the favor that God will release on your life which will spill over to those around you. 2013 will be a year of divine favor. Expect unusual favor. Expect God to do for you the exact opposite of what people expect to happen to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Just take a moment and say, God, I receive this word. Lord, I expect unusual favor in my life. I expect exaltation to come and people trying to put me down. I expect the favor of God to spill over to others around me so that even those who are not innocent will be delivered by the pureness of my hands, O oh God. Lord, I'm expecting unusual favor upon my life. I receive divine favor upon my life. Father, we receive unusual favor upon us as a church. 
We receive unusual favor upon us as a people, as a body. Unusual favor upon us in this city. Unusual favor upon us in this nation. Unusual favor upon us among the nations of this world. Lord, we receive that. We receive unusual favor. And the fruit of that favor just flowing through our lives. As we call upon you, God, we know you will answer us. That when people say they will fall, we will rise up. We will rise up, Lord. And God, the favor that you release upon us will spill over and bless even those around us, oh God. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. We've got a little book published called Divine Favor. Everyone will receive a copy of that. We've got a bookmark with the word of the Lord for 2013. Everyone can get a copy of that. And we have a sticker, a magnet the book and the bookmark everybody can take a copy please use it as you read about the word of the Lord for 2013 and continue to remind yourself of what God has spoken over us for 2013 just want to wish all of you a wonderful 2013 happy new year you can take a moment to wish neighbors friends uncles cousins everybody yeah if anybody's asleep just wake them up <laughs> wish them new year let them go back to sleep happy new year to everyone <laughs> I think APC Mangalore is watching us live on the webcast. Happy New Year to all of you out there in Mangalore. So we got this book printed on divine favor. This is not the first time we're, we're studying on divine favor. But I want us to spend the next several minutes just looking at the word of God. On divine favor, you can follow along with me with, on, in the book that's given to you or on the screens. Um, uh, uh, what's projected on the screen, either way, either way is fine. just want to spend a few moments explaining to us what divine favor is, what it takes to position ourselves to receive divine favor, what can we expect as God releases divine favor upon our lives, and how we steward the favor of God. That he gives to us so that we handle this correctly. That's what I want to do in the next few moments before we close out. So the favor of God, divine favor, is simply an endowment of God that is released upon a person, or a body of people, a church, that gives the person or gives us influence and access to people and Places or things, unusual opportunities, exaltation, divine intervention, and so on. It's God's unusual hand upon our lives. Now we know from Scripture, Romans 2 verse 11 and Acts 10 34, that God is no respecter of persons. That means God has no favorites. He treats everybody equally. And yet what we do see in Scripture is that there are moments in the lives of individuals or there are seasons in the lives of a community of people among whom God suddenly or in those moments releases divine favor. He puts a special hand of grace upon their lives so that unusual things that they don't normally experience, they begin to experience. Things which people say cannot happen, they begin to experience. They see it in their lives. And so, 2013 is that kind of a season for you and me. When God will put His hand upon our lives so that unusual things, beyond the ordinary, beyond the regular, will happen and we can expect that to happen. In our lives. There are several examples of unusual favor. And I just want to mention a few. For example, Nehemiah. He was actually serving in the court of a Persian king. And you can read about this in Nehemiah chapters 1 and 2. And, and he heard about the devastation and the broken walls of the city of Jerusalem. Now it would be very unusual for him to get, to be released by the king, to go back to Jerusalem. 
is like you trying to get an extended vacation from your job. Even APC won't allow it, you know. Selena's laughing. <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's going to be very difficult for that to happen. But what do we see in Nehemiah's case? The hand of the Lord, the good hand of God was upon him. So beyond the ordinary took place. Not only did the king give him an extended, indefinite, long leave. But he said, not only will I give you this leave, but Nehemiah, you're going to go and rebuild a city that could possibly, you know, actually overthrow or rebel against the Persian Empire. But never mind. I will give you all the provisions you need. I will give you all the materials you need. I will give you special security to escort you back to your city. And I will just give all this to you. Go rebuild the walls. That was very unusual for a Persian king to do. But exactly what happened in Nehemiah's case. Think about Joseph. Sold as a slave into Egypt. Unusual favor. Because even when he was working as a slave in Potiphar's house. The Bible says God was with Joseph. And Potiphar said, you know, just you take charge of my whole home. I give everything to you. Just handle it all. So even in the middle of those difficult circumstances, the good hand of the Lord was upon him. And unusual things began to happen for Joseph. It says for us in Acts 7 verses 9 and 10, it says, And the patriarchs becoming envious sold Joseph into Egypt, but God was with him and delivered him out of all his troubles and gave him favor and wisdom in the presence of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he made him governor over Egypt and all his house. Just imagine, his brothers wanted to get rid of him. They thought the best way to get rid of him was to sell him as a slave. In their wildest imagination, they would not have thought that this boy they were selling off as a slave is actually going to end up as prime minister. Never imagined that. But that's what the favor of God did. God was with him and gave him favor in the eyes of Pharaoh. So a man whom people thought was destined for a life of slavery... Ends up becoming the prime minister. That's favor. Are you ready for that? I believe God will do that in your life and mine. Expect it. Amen. Think about the people of Israel in Egypt. They served in Egypt for 400 years as slaves. But in one night, God turned the whole thing around. All that their, they and their forefathers, that generation, the forefathers had labored for in Egypt. All the wealth which they had created and which was accumulated in the hands of the Egyptians in one night. All that they had labored for hundreds of years was given to them. In one night. In one night. In one night. What caused it? The favor of God. The Bible says in Exodus 11.3. And the Lord gave the people favor. Everybody say favor. The Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. What did he do? He just gave them a little favor. What did he do? He just gave them favor. He just gave them favor. The Lord gave them favor. Now can you imagine this? Here are all the Egyptian taskmasters. Just the previous day, they must have whipped them. Made them work hard. Carry all those extra bricks. The next day, or in the night... In the night, the Lord gave them favor. 
Can God do this in your life and mine? He can. And I'm saying to you, May 2013 is that year. The Lord gives favor. He caused favor to come in for his people. And what happened? It says, the man Moses was great in the land and the, and the side, of, the, uh, side of, of the people at says in chapter 12. Now the children of Israel had done according to the word of Moses so that they had asked from the Egyptians articles of silver, articles of gold and clothing. And the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they granted them what they requested. The Lord gave them favor. They just asked, can we have the gold? Can we have the silver? And the Lord gave them so much favor, they said, take it. Take it. It would never have happened in the ordinary. But because of favor, it took place. Amen. Say this with me. I receive divine favor in my life, in my circumstances, in my situations, in my job. In every area of my life, I receive divine favor. Amen. The Lord gave them favor. And everything changed. So what happens when the favor of God is upon us? Several things that you and I can expect. He gives us unusual influence among people. What would it take for a slave to become the leader of a nation? The favor of God. Gives him unusual influence among people. The very people who are above now begin to listen to the man who was once below them. It gives you access to people, places or things. You would otherwise not have access to. The favor of God will do that for you and me. People will readily welcome you and give to you because of the favor of God upon you. Even for the churches, I was just waiting on the Lord. And there were things that God was just putting in my heart to begin to do this year, which we've not, never done in these last 12 years. Since the release, do it. Why? I'll tell you what later what it is. But since the release to do it now, which we've never done all these years. Why? Because it's a season of favor. God says, time to do it. Go ahead. Never done, all, never done it all these years. But now suddenly there's a release. Why? Because of favor. And the favor of God will give us access to people, places, and things. The favor of God will give us unusual opportunities. So get ready for unusual opportunities. Or let me put it this way. Get ready to spread your wings and fly in 2013. Amen? Because of the favor of God. So tell your neighbor, get ready to fly. Get ready to spread your wings and fly. Because of the favor of God. Now you were getting ready to wrap up all your wings. Maybe trim it down. Maybe get rid of it. No, 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 no. Get ready to stretch out your wings to fly. Because of the favor of God on your life. Amen. Because the favor of God will cause unusual opportunities to open up for you. So that you, instead of saying, my wings are all clipped, I can't fly. No, 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 no. Get ready to fly. Because God's going to open up unusual opportunities because of favor. The favor of God upon you. Get ready to fly. Get ready to spread out your wings and fly in 2013. The favor of God brings exaltation. It brings promotion. It brings elevation. It brings growth. Psalm 89, 17 says, For you are the glory of the strength, and in your favor 
our horn or our strength will be exalted. Our strength will be exalted, increased because of your favor. The favor of God releases life. Wherever you see death, because of favor, there will be life. The Bible tells us in Psalm 30 verse 5 and again verse 11, it says, His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. He turns from me my mourning into dancing. You've put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. This is what the favor of God will do. His favor brings life. When life comes, what happens? He turns our weeping. He turns our mourning into dancing. But what causes the favor of God to come upon our lives? What do we need to do? What should we do when to receive the favor of God? Here are some things we see and learn in Scripture. That the favor of God is connected to our assignment. Stay in your assignments. Stay in what God has called you to do. Because that's where you'll see the favor of God. So be careful in 2013. In the decisions you make. Make sure that the decisions you make. Keep you aligned and keep you in your assignments. Amen. If in 2013 I decide that I'm going to become a worship leader, there's going to be no favor. It's going to mess everything up. I need to stay in my assignments. Let Pastor Jake handle all that. So be careful in the decisions you make because the favor of God is always connected to your assignment. As long as you're moving in your assignment, the favor of God will come. Because that's what God designed you for. Do not waste the favor of God on your life. Stay in your assignment. The favor of God is connected to the set time. Psalm 102 verse 13 says, You will arise and have mercy on Zion. For the time to favor her, yes, the set time has come. The favor of God is released in its appointed time, the set time. And this set time is 2013. It's our year of divine favor. So expect it this year. Expect unusual favor. The favor of God is always connected to righteousness because... If I go off into unrighteousness, I'm stepping outside the realm of God's favor. So stay in on the highway of holiness. Stay on it. Psalm 5 verse 2 says, For you, Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor you will surround them as with a seal. Whom? The righteous. Psalm 3 verses 3 and 4. Let, mer let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablets of your heart. So you will find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. What should I do? Do not forsake mercy and truth. Don't stop being merciful to people. Don't stop walking in truth. Combine both. Walk in mercy. Walk in truth. Walk in mercy. Walk in truth. Walk in mercy. Walk in truth. Maintain it all the time. What will happen? You'll experience favor. You'll experience favor. A good man, Psalm 12, Proverbs 12, 2. A good man, a righteous man, obtains favor from the Lord. But a man of wicked intentions, he will condemn. Lastly, what, what do we need to do to have the favor of God? The favor of God is connected to wisdom and understanding. Walk in divine wisdom. Walk in godly wisdom to see the favor of God on your life. Proverbs 8.35 says, Wisdom is speaking and says, Whoever finds me, wisdom, finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. Proverbs 13.15, Good understanding gains favor. But the way of the unfaithful is hard. So walk in wisdom, walk in understanding. Avoid foolish mistakes. Avoid going off into presumption. Walk with wisdom, walk with understanding. Get counsel, get input from the right people as you make decisions. It will ensure that you walk in the favor of God. 
Even in the workplace, the Bible says in Proverbs 14, verse 35, the king's favor is toward a wise servant. Your boss's favor is toward a wise employee, wise servant. So position yourself, walk with wisdom, walk with understanding. As God releases favor on your life and mine in 2013, I just want to conclude by saying that we must be good stewards of God's favor. In the Bible, we see several examples of people who have been good stewards of favor of God. And we also see examples of people who wasted, who squandered away the favor of God on their lives. Joseph was a good example, a good steward. When he was made prime minister, he did a good job. He blessed the people. King David was a good steward. God took him from being an ordinary shepherd to becoming the, the king of Israel, all Israel. He was a good steward. He made some mistakes, but he stayed the course. He was a good steward of the favor of God on his life. Nehemiah was a good steward. Even though God blessed him and made him a leader among his people, he never abused his privileges. He never took even the very privileges he was entitled to, he didn't take. He said, I, would, I don't want to uh, just bless myself and my people are not enjoying. So he was a very faithful man. He was a very good steward of the favor of God. So also was Esther. Even though she was a Jewish young lady, she became queen in a Persian king's palace, which was very unusual. She recognized the favor of God when the moment, when a critical moment came to re rescue her people or lose her life. She chose to be a good steward of the favor of God and stand up for a cause. And God was with her. So be a good steward of the favor of God upon your life. There are some examples of people in the Bible who are not good stewards. King Solomon was one. God had blessed him with great wisdom, with great wealth. And yet his own weakness saw the ruin of all the good things that God had given to him. He was unable to master his own weakness. King Hezekiah had a great time as a great revivalist in Israel. But unfortunately, for some reason, he was not a good steward of the revival and the, and, and the favor that God had given him as a king. Because towards the latter end of his life, in as much as God had blessed him, he unnecessarily, unwisely exposed his kingdom to the king of Babylon. And what happened? That was a step towards the downfall of his own nation. He should have protected his people. He should have thought about the years to come. I need to protect my people and not expose my kingdom to this king of Babylon who comes in as a visitor. But he was so foolish. I mean, he was unwise and unnecessarily exposing it. The entire kingdom went into the hands of the Babylonians. So here are some things you and I can do to properly steward the grace of God upon our lives. We must always maintain this stance of giving God all the glory. And as much as God gives you influence, and, and as much as God gives you access, and as much as God gives you opportunities, and as much as God extends your territory, always give God all the glory. Amen. Never bring I into the picture. Let I be always dead on the cross. Paul put it this way. I am crucified with Christ. It's not I who live, but Christ who lives. It's not about me. It's not about... No, it's the favor of God. That's all. It's His grace. That's all. Share the blessing of divine favor. And God blesses you. Extend it to others. Share the blessing. Of divine favor. Let it spill over. Let others enjoy it. That's what Nehemiah did. He told the people, you know, you eat and drink, but remember to send portions for those for whom nothing is prepared. As God blesses us, we must always be faithful to bless others for those who do not have it or who may be in a different season of their life. We need to share with them the favor and the goodness of God. Do not abuse God's favor. Don't misuse it. Don't use it just to satisfy your own self. That's what Solomon did, unfortunately. 
So don't abuse the favor of God. Enjoy it. But don't abuse. Don't misuse. The favor of God upon our lives does not mean this is the final destination. It does not mean we have arrived. It does not mean the journey ends here. So we have to continue to keep growing in God. Amen. Enjoy what God gives you. But don't stop growing. Keep pressing into more. Understand that there are higher realms. There are deeper depths. That are the, that the journey is still up ahead for us. So keep pressing forward. Don't say, wow, it's such a nice place to relax. God's been, everything is going good. The favor of God is so good. Enjoy it, but it's understand. You've always got to keep growing, keep pushing. Don't let go of the fire inside you to move ahead into higher things and deeper things. Both in spiritual realm and every other area of your life, keep pressing forward. Two more things about being a good steward of the favor of God. Protect what God, protect what has been given. Just because God releases favor and, and there is increase on every side doesn't mean you and I can be off guard. You've got to protect what God gives you. That was Hezekiah's failure. He did not protect all that God had given him. He unnecessarily opened the doors to the enemy. Be careful. As God blesses you, Protect it. Don't let the wrong people come in. They could destroy everything God's given you. Got to be a good steward. Protect it. Protect what, what has been given. And finally, the favor of God that brings the richness of God's blessing in our lives. We must be careful to pass it on to succeeding generations. It's not just for us to enjoy, but for us to build a legacy for the generations to come. Amen. Whatever God gives to us, we must understand. It's not for us to waste it on ourselves in this generation, but pass it on as legacy to the generations to come. So be a good steward of the favor of God. 2013 will be a year of divine favor on your life. Expect unusual favor. So what can you and I do? Pray for divine favor. The psalmist prayed in Psalm 106 verse 4. He says, remember me, O Lord, with the favor you have towards your people. Visit me with your salvation. Remember me with your favor. He prayed. Say, God, I want your favor. I want your salvation. I want your interventions. In Psalm 119, verse 58, he says, I entreated your favor with my whole heart. Say, God, I cried out to you for favor with my whole heart. Do that. Say, God, I want the favor of God on my life. I entreated you with my whole heart. Be merciful to me, Lord, according to your word. Position yourself for divine favor. Walk with wisdom. Stay in your assignment. Don't make wrong choices. Walk in righteousness. These are ways you position yourself for the favor of God to come on your life. And expect to receive divine favor. Amen. This year will be a year of divine favor. Let's take a few moments to just soak this word and pray over. Let's rise to your feet. I call our worship team up here, please. He can go home and just read. This, this booklet that's been printed for you and just soak this word in. Let it just settle in your heart. Build faith in your heart. But as we stand to pray here tonight, would you pray and say, God, I entreat your favor upon my life. Lord, I want to position myself to receive divine favor. And Lord, I expect to receive the favor of God on my life. And as you just wait upon the Lord, God will prompt you on what this message means to you. He will impress on you. He will speak to you. When I say He speaks to you, it doesn't mean you'll hear a loud thundering voice. But 
You will have those impressions coming on your heart. You'll have the Lord just, just release to you, saying, look, this is what I'm going to do for you. In this area of your life, get ready for it. These are the kind of opportunities I'm going to bring your way. Get ready to spread your wings and fly in these areas. Strengthen those hands. Make firm those feeble knees. Because I'm ready to release my favor on your life. In His favor, there is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. Because His favor brings life. Would you stand here in the presence of the Lord to say, God, what does this mean to me? For the set time, the time to favor her has come. What does this mean to me? How should I ready myself to see this fulfilled in my life? Where are the areas of my life where you want me to expect favor, God? Unusual things. As God speaks to you, just make a note of it. Treasure it in your heart because you need to contend for it this year. Contend for it this year. Spirit of the living God, we just welcome you right now just to move over every heart, every soul in this place. Speak personally to each one. How should each one apply this word in their lives? What should each one expect? What should each one extend faith for in 2013? Where are those areas where you are going to open up unusual opportunities so we could spread our wings and fly? Where are those areas where you will give us access to people, places, and things by divine favor?
Father, we just thank you for your word. Father, we just receive the word of God for our lives. Father, I pray that faith will arise even for the unusual. Faith will arise for the uncommon. Faith will arise for the unexpected, Lord. Because of the favor of God upon our lives. Father, I just pray for each one that as we journey through 2013, that over and over and over again, we will see manifestations and demonstrations of unusual favor upon our lives. And we will know that it is because of the good hand of the Lord upon us. Not because of ourselves, not because of our merits, but because of the good hand of the Lord upon us. And so, Lord, we give you thanks, we give you the praise, we give you the glory. Even as we set out to journey through this year, we thank you that you are with us and you give us favor. Everywhere we go, you give us favor. Because you are with us. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Everyone said? Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you. The Lord release unusual favor on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance on you and give you His peace in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a favored year, 2013. God bless. Amen. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also, visit our website www.apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.